When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I thought this is an A++++. Wow. First of all, they're not good at tight end. They are now. He leads all tight ends in yards per catch, 15. And they not only got TJ Hawkinson, they got two draft picks. And those are Lions draft picks. So those could be top of a round. I thought this was... I cannot believe in division, Minnesota did that well. In division to get a great tight end, and it's a position of need for Minnesota. And the other thing, it's like the Claypool move. You're getting a quarterback who had his, who needs people to elevate him. Wow. The herd. A plus 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 plus. That was a plus plus plus. I think that was five plus 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 five pluses. He's on board. For the hot Judd. Put that cup of coffee down oh. and get oh, the flag. Oh, you want me to get it? You yeah. want me to get the flag? Oh, hold it on. down. You want the flag? I'll get the flag. <laughs> I got the flag. And we're flying the flag for the Vikings and plus, for Plus, 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 And for Declan. Yes, Declan, yes. Declan, for you, baby. There you go. <laughs> Lifetime commitment, just like you made to the Vikings. May your marriage go better than your fanship. <laughs> Uh, we do have some feedback Friday questions and comments about uh, the big the big life news for for Declan last night. So stay tuned for that. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, Daily Vikings Matrimony. Um, we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and it's presented by our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs; they offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances, and engagement rings. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Uh, also, on Sunday, we're going to be hanging out at Mall of America for the Surly Purple Daily Watch Party at first round inside uh, Nickelodeon Universe, Judd. Let's get uh, it. Yes, we will be, and we will be cheersing plenty of Surly products uh, before I die. Logic Bomb, Furious, in these fine tall boys, these fine glasses. Yes, first round, a, a great sports bar, as Phil said. First floor, right inside Nickelodeon Universe, right near Legoland. And I'm going to tell you right now, big, big place, big space. We're going to be warm. We're going to have fun. It'll be a a surly and purple daily party, our purple daily family. Hopefully, a ton of you will show up. And then postgame, we're going to do a vent line. Hopefully, celebrate the Vikings going to 7-1. and So join us, Mall of America, free parking, plenty of parking, first floor, first round, a really cool sports bar. And it's going to be a great time. All right, Feedback Friday. 
where we turn the show over to your questions, comments, concerns, critiques. You can always hit us up through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab. And uh, we also have uh, the YouTube comment section on watch on a regular basis. JT Moraski says, is it just me or did TJ Hawkinson look incredibly happy at that first press conference <laughs> with the Vikings? I'd have to imagine he's feeling really good to go from one and six to six and one literally overnight. Yeah, he did. I mean, he looks like a pretty low key dude, but and he looks like he hasn't showered much this season. No, I'm gonna throw that out there. I like which that. Is, wouldn't shower a lot, which is fine. Whatever, just catch passes. I, I think he's and, probably showering, but he could use some conditioner in that hair. <laughs> just some conditioner. Doesn't you, you, you guys? He doesn't have time for that. He's on football all the time. He's in the playbook. What That's if it's a sh- maybe a shampoo conditioner? You know, two in one even. Just here's my guess. He got traded. He was informed. He probably. Uh, got a call from the, the Vikings who said, we are going to email you our playbook, shoot it to you. I bet he did nothing for the next basically 12 hours. He didn't shower, didn't shave, but study the playbook. Good, which is good. But imagine the feeling going from the Lions at 1-6 and six to the Vikings at 6-1. and one. He's come nowhere near, really, I don't think, playoff contention in his, in his career. Said- I don't think they've... Yeah, he said he he was asked, and early on in the press conference he did on Wednesday, he flat out said, uh, I'm going to get a chance to win now, something along those lines, something I really haven't previously done a lot of. Yes. So, yeah, of course, he's, he's pleased. And plus now, uh, I, he was saying his folks come to most games, and I think they had to drive eight hours from their Iowa town to Detroit. It's now four hours. So mom and dad can get there quicker. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Nicholas B. says, you guys were talking about the lack of big plays. Do you think the trade for Hawkinson will potentially open up Justin Jefferson for deeper targets as Hawkinson will be working the mid-range area? I'm very curious on this because um, I don't know if it's going to open up a ton of deep uh, shots for Jefferson. But that being said, I think it could help a lot. And and again, I think in, in, in some ways it sounds weird because it's not the same position technically, but I think it's Thielen insurance as, as well. I think Hawkinson is going to do a lot of the things that Thielen is probably struggling to do a bit, not because he's bad, but because he's hurt. Uh, Thielen, I do not believe, has dropped a pass that has been thrown his his way. But can he get open as much as he once did? My guess is probably no. So, yes, I do think that this provides KOC and Cousins probably a few pages of playbook that they really hadn't incorporated, especially because Irv Irv made some catches, but Irv also I don't think was nearly the factor that they hoped or thought he was going to be when uh, they reported training camp. Yes, so their best deep target on the team right now is Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen was a very good deep target up until a couple years ago, and it's just you know injuries, age, whatever, he's just become much more, or maybe it's partially schemed to, most of the passes Thielen catches, or really all of the passes, are like, you know, 5, 10, 12, maybe 15 yards down the field. So, yeah, I mean, it gives you, it just gives you someone to account for. We talked about this earlier in the week. To what extent were defenses really sweating Irv Smith Jr. or Johnny Munt, right? You could just, I'll oh, just put a linebacker on and whatever. I don't know that it's as easy as, I ah, just put a linebacker on TJ Hawkinson. There's going to be times in certain games. I mean, this is a dude that went for eight catches, 172 yards, and a couple touchdowns like a few weeks ago this season. So you might have to put a safety, make sure there's a safety up over the top there against mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson. Maybe, it, maybe a, a linebacker can't cover him 15 yards down the field. So 
if you can use Hawkinson to pull attention away from Justin Jefferson in the form of a safety or something, um, and if not, you just got these giant six foot five hands that are able to catch passes and do damage on his own. So it, I don't know how it opens things up. We're going to see, but it definitely is another great option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it just helps unlock that Vikings offense. I know they've now gotten into the top 10 scoring uh, after last week's performance, but I think it just gives them so many more options at intermediate routes. And then if it makes big plays for Jefferson, great. But just having another big weapon in this Vikings offense is probably going to be huge for Kirk. Tom Hinkle chimes in here via the Scornorth app, says the Vikings offense reminds me of the Bill Walsh coached 49ers. Wow. Uh, He used the short passing game to nickel and dime the ball down the field. So this is in response to our state of the offense episode yesterday where, you know, the, the statistics show you that the Vikings are a high batting average offense, but not a high slugging percentage home run offense. And so how can they mix in some more home runs, some more deep deep passes, just explosive plays? Um, if I remember those Niners offenses though, like they definitely were the best batting average offense. Nickel they could just they could give you the twelve play drive, but they had big time home run ability as well with Jerry Rice and John Taylor and, and some of these dudes. So I'm not gonna go as far as comparing KOC's offense to one of the greatest offensive masterminds ever in Bill Walsh yet, but yes, there is a there is sort of a meticulous 10-12 play drive thing going on here with this offense. Yeah, that, that's uh, so the Walsh scheme was the West Coast scheme, which actually I, I think the uh, the uh, old school football experts say that Jerry Burns was on the forefront of developing it. That's a bunch of screen passes. But the whole thing about um, about the West Coast was you basically dinked and dunked screen passes matriculated slowly downfield to eventually go vertical, which the Vikings haven't done a lot of. I, I Like, this is, I think, ideally for Kevin O'Connell, this is the McVay-Shanahan scheme, which they, you know, have, have evolved and changed. But, yeah, I understand the philosophy of the play, the play charts, probably as far as, or drive charts, probably look the same. But I think the end results of how they get there are are in some ways different. Yeah. Yep. It's uh yeah, it's like you said, go back and look at some of the you can go on football reference to some of the stats of those Niners teams. You had Roger Craig running backs catching whatever, like seventy five eight. Didn't Roger Craig catch a did he catch a hundred passes in a year at one point? Probably Maybe not did, that many. He, he he might have. A lot of they were replacing handoffs for like swing passes and screen passes. Ricky Young here. Same yep. same thing. So, yeah, it's not the same. Bryce Bortles. I don't know if there's any relation to uh, to Blake, but he says, Hey, Jags, just a couple thoughts. Since we got the tight end of the future in TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson, I've been seeing these mock drafts having the Vikings trade up for a quarterback this upcoming draft. Want to hear your thoughts about that. Also, I work at FedEx delivering all around Mankato down south. Was wondering if I could apply for the official mailman of Vikings Twitter in Purple Daily. <laughs> Yeah, that position's open right now. We are okay. accepting applications. It sounds like, you know, sounds like you're a mailman and you listen to Purple Daily, so welcome to the leadership cabinet. I love it. Nice a job. lot of responsibility, though. Like, you've taken on a lot right there. <laughs> I have a hard time even thinking about trading up for a quarterback next year when this team is 6-1 and one right now and has a quarterback under contract through 2023. So I know that was a big conversation before the season started and, you know, around last year's draft. But, like, 
right now, I just I, I think trading up for a quarterback in next year's draft, based on how good they are now and probably next year, would be foolish. It would be a very Green Bay Packers like move with Jordan Love. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't see that right now. So the top group of quarterbacks in this upcoming draft are going to be gone at the very latest. What top twelve, top fifteen? There'll probably be three in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. So the Vikings are going to draft at this point if things continue to go well. Maybe last in the twenties. Um, I could see, and and now next year could trigger depending on what transpires with with picks. Because keep in mind, right now it's only four picks. They have four picks left in the two thousand twenty three draft. I could see taking flyers on on a QB in the third or fourth round. Um, but yeah, I don't think I I don't think there's any way it it won't make sense for Quazy to try and orchestrate a major trade and give up future first-round picks to go up in this draft when the reality is once Kirk's done, you, you might come down a bit. So, like, what? why would you give up a first-round pick in a couple of years when you actually might have a decent first-round pick, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would not. That The more that things go on with O'Connell and Kwesi, the less opportunity I see that it's probably going to be a good idea to make a trade to go up drastically. It would cost a ton in this upcoming draft, especially when you don't have really much draft capital all to give up in the 2023 draft because you've traded it. Yeah. The other thing too, is I know that teams say you should, you should never draft. You should just draft best player available and and whatnot. I, I think need comes into the equation. If, if you don't need a quarterback, if your team is ready to win big in 2023 and you don't need a quarterback immediately, and there's another piece out there, an edge rusher or something else, or an interior defensive lineman that could step in and just be an impactful player right away, day one, you should draft the player that can help a win-now team. I mean, the really, if you want to ask the Packers front office, if you could go back in time, guys, would you really have drafted Jordan Love instead of a star-wide receiver? <laughs> I mean, come on. That's one of the worst draft picks in NFL history. When you have Aaron Rodgers set to win back-to-back MVP awards. So you you had a... You couldn't evaluate Aaron Rodgers. You, th- you thought he was cooked. You were wrong. You thought Jordan Love was a quarterback of the future. You were wrong. So um, I would say at this point, just keep keep pouring into the now as much as possible and worry about quarterback. You can, there's, there's going to be quarterbacks. There's going to be quarterbacks in 2024. So I, I say keep making this team better and then worry about the next quarterback whenever you have to cross that bridge. Keep in mind, too. Uh, the latest mock draft from Bleacher Report had the Vikings selecting Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson at pick 29. So you might yeah. you might still be able to get a QB if you were in that late 20 spot. But to Judd's point, with the capital that's now been released from the Hawkinson trade, I just don't think they have the resources necessarily to go up and get one of those guys if they were to go to like 29th to 8th. We will, by the way, on Mackie and Judd Feedback Friday, we will go into that mock draft a little oh. bit and discuss it. Because it is interesting that... There are there are some some mockers out there saying, "Ah, oh, this is the time." This is, and maybe, and at the end of the day, like if if Kirk looks like garbage on the road in a playoff game, and you reach the same conclusion that maybe the Chiefs did with Alex Smith, and say, "Ah, oh, well, we have a good team. We feel like we've got the mastermind offensive coach, and we're we've gone as far as we can with this quarterback." Then maybe it does become a discussion. But right now, in this moment, on November fourth, two thousand twenty-two, it's not really a realistic discussion. So. Uh, Todd Anderson via the Scornothap says, National media and others saying the Vikings aren't for real because they haven't beaten anyone. 
Uh, tell that to the Timberwolves, who actually do look like frauds, opening against seven cupcakes and barely scratching 500. The Vikings should never have to apologize for winning the games in front of them, period. Love the show. It's my go-to Vikings podcast year-round. This bothers me, too. It's like if you made a list of, okay, here's 32 teams, which circle the teams that would be an impressive victory that shows you you beat someone. What is there, like three teams yeah, on that list? Pro- that's the problem. I, I could uh, I would go along with the narrative from the national media if the league was full of good teams and the Vikings uh, lucked their way into like seven games against awful yeah. teams. Right? Now they're going to play two of the three. Yeah. If we think the Eagles, Bills, and Chiefs are the three, they're going to they're going to play two of them at least. Yep. So, but I mean, they're you know, if you accumulate a good record against teams that that are either about as good as you or just worse, and that's what the league is full of. That's where again, that's where the luck of the season. And, and you create your own luck, begins to fall in. Because the Vikings are doing a very good job of capitalizing against a league that, or a conference that is definitely down. Good for them. Yeah, but there's also people over-exaggerate this. It's like, well, the NFL is garbage this year. No, the NFL isn't garbage. The NFL just has a lot of teams that are relatively equal, which is, by the way, that's the way that they've set the league up. Right. That every team, regardless of whether your market size is Green Bay, Wisconsin, or New York City, <laughs> right, or New Jersey, I guess, but you've got the same amount of money to spend, the same parameters, the same national revenue being split around. So, I mean, the the NFL is a socialist sports league. Mm-hmm. If you're a bad team, you get the first pick, you get the best talent in the draft coming into you get you get a shot at the best quarterback. So. The NFL has designed. People always get shocked by this. That well, there's no, there's no, there's no good teams. No, there's only a couple teams that pull away from the pack. Right. But the pack has teams that are that are just beating each other up. There's like 15 teams that are beating each other up. The league always has an antidote to the the fact that that they provide you because they they call it parity. I call it a lot of crappy teams. It's not a lot of crappy but, teams. Yes, it is. It's a lot of crappy teams. How? Let's call it spade a spade. It's a lot of crappy teams. How is it a lot of crappy teams? It's the it's, best football players in the world. Right. But so how are the, how is it crappy teams? It's be, the best we've seen quarterback play ever in the actually, last five actually, years. Actually, I think QB play in 2022 yeah. has gone down. I agree. But anyway. That. That's because we're transitioning away but, from Brady, and eventually it'll go back up. But this league, again, the genius of th- this league, as I've said for five years now, is red zone. Because if you are a general fan, you get the best of the best. If you sit down and watch individual games, the the assessment aside from a very few teams is yeah you know what this isn't a great product but it's a fun product to watch at its best and red zone gives you that but here's where i think you're wrong you think that there's a lot of crappy teams because there's a lot of like teams that are hovering around 500 and and there's there's a lack of separation so if instead of there being three teams that were beating everyone by 15 points 20 points every week if you had a few other teams that were blowing out bad teams, would you say that the league has better teams? If there was a few more, I think it's a what, bad. What, what, what you're seeing is you're seeing just a flat group of teams. You're not. You're what you're telling me is that if there was three or four other teams that were blowing out other teams, that the league is better that way. No, I'm telling you, I watch the product, and the product a lot of times is not good. Flat out eye test. The first half of the Cardinals Vikings game was damn near unwatchable. The second half was fun. It got fun. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of mediocre football being played. Okay. I think it's more I think it's more of a quarterback problem than it is a team problem. And and now is that 
does, does, does that translate when you have a quarterback problem? Is that is are the games not as watchable if the quarterbacks aren't as good? Um, but I, I don't know if it's that the teams are just bad. I think it, I think there's more of a QB problem than is a team problem. This year, offense is a little bit down through the first like six to eight weeks, and quarterback plays a little bit down. But last year, you had eight different quarterbacks with a passer rating over a hundred, and then after that part of the list. You had Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr had a compelling season, which he threw for almost 5,000 yards. Josh Allen had a, had a fairly low passer rating in 2000. He had a 91 passer. So 10 quarterbacks that were playing at a 100 passer rating level. Yeah. And then multiple Pro Bowlers and future Hall of Famers that were below that. So half the league was lighting it up last year more than we've ever seen. I So I guess I just kind of – this year it's down a little bit, but I mean – if we had more teams blowing other teams out, then maybe we'd say there's more high-octane no, I wouldn't say that. I, w- I sit down and watch individual games and say, that's a lot of bad football. Well, no, you watch Red Zone. <laughs> but I'm saying the Vikings. I have to watch the Vikings, and I see a lot of bad football. Um, let's get to Lost Viking on Twitter here. Congratulations, Declan. You completely outkicked your coverage. Nice. Aaron Messenger via Twitter. Congratulations, Declan. Does anyone have this as a write-that-down prediction? Yes, and we will get to that on Wednesday oh, next week. Interesting. I forget. Is it Brother Liam? The... Brother oh. Liam claimed that it was, but I, it is not Brother Liam. I don't okay. know what he was. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but it was. There was That's a right. He did have one. He had one way back when that was yeah. you. You would be. It was in a Facebook ex- official relationship. Yeah, yeah that Facebook already came official. off the board. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, Brother Liam. Hit me up if if I don't think you had a prediction on this, but okay. let me know. Uh, Kevin Sowers via Twitter says, "Congrats, Judd! Better buy you an expensive wedding present." Oh, Judd, we buy expensive. me. I'll buy you one. I'm not going to get you something she wants, though. Okay. So, like, if you want something, I'll get it for Why you. Why would you not get something that Declan's now future wife? Because she's going to get pampered with gifts. This is how it always works. Weddings aren't fair. People the guy about always the, about the groom. The guy, that, the yeah. groom always gets the short end of the stick. You know, always gets left out. It's funny because yeah. I feel like I have a lot of the stuff kind of like planned. Like I have the DJ planned. I know like the time I want to do it. All this stuff, and she oh, like wow. hasn't had that. She hasn't thought that far ahead. She hasn't started. She hasn't started. I and by the way. I will just tell you this right now. I will not get married during football season. So that is that is that is not happening. You shouldn't. I will, you shouldn't I will, get married I, during football I, season. It, 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 I agree with this. A summer, a summer wedding. A could summer be on wedding is July. Yes, a July or August. July, maybe we'll see what happens. Make sure that the place that you pick strong air conditioning too. And okay. I'm not joking. Well, yeah, like, I don't makes want to it. Sweat. No, I know. But, you know, sometimes sometimes the bride will think, oh, this is a beautiful old hall. We can celebrate, you know, how many great weddings and the air conditioning will break. Don't let that happen. Make sure you got good air and make it make it right before training camp because nothing except baseball is going on. Are you I'll, writing this stuff down, Declan? Yes, I am, I guess. I'll, my knee, I'm, my I'm knee why don't you just, why don't you just give your fiance Judd's contact info, and they can just kind of be in communication planning for... I'll text her dates. I'll text her dates. Because, yeah, you're right. July is perfect. Yeah. I'll try uh, Yeah. What was, what was your, your house on a scale of 1 to 10, oh, 10 that. being perfectly, 1 being train wreck? How did it all go last night? It went Did well. it go as smoothly as you um, wanted it to? So, I, I, you know, you texted, Phil texted me on Wednesday and was like, all right, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being Kirk in primetime, 1 being basically Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. 
where is Declan falling in the nervous, like the nerve scale? And like I told him a five, like I'm, I don't, I'm not that nervous. Even I woke up yesterday, like, all right, this is happening, but okay. But then as like she was getting ready and I was like, cause I, you know, take 10 minutes to get ready. I'm like waiting and I'm sitting in the living room waiting for her to like finish getting ready. And I was like, oh crap, this is happening. <laughs> And, I, 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 and, then, and then, like, I was like, crap, like this, the this play is clock happening. is ticking. Yeah, the seriously. play clock is ticking down and you're, you're, you're I like, am, I am, God, what is the play? Clenched, uh, clenched teeth. And then, and of course, you know, she's running late and, and the, the, you know, the, the smell that was on was we were going on a double date. She thought we were going on a double date. So that's what she thought we were doing. Uh, and then as we're, we get out of the apartment and I, I took a right and there's these like kind of courtyard pathway. It's like secluded from the main street before we got to the restaurant we were going to. And then I just kind of got down on a knee. I don't really remember what I said. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of like blacked out a little bit from that yeah. part. Uh, but but got she kind of, you, you could have said anything. You're on a knee holding yeah. a ring well, out, she, right? She did, so. she did say, and like, and she wasn't like being cute or anything. She was like, what are you doing? Like she said it in that tone too. Like at first, like, what are you doing? Oh, no. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God. And, and then, you were, uh, so you were on a knee with the ring out and she yeah. said, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And I was like... <laughs> Hey, I was like, really? And then, what are you doing, guy? And then she's oh, like, okay. were there other people around? No. There was actually one guy parking his car, and as he got out and, like, you know, we were embracing, he said, he, like, yelled, yo, congratulations. But, um, <laughs> no, no, like, outside of him, no one saw it. But then she, like, before she put on the ring, she's like, oh my God, stand up. And I was like, I think you need to put the ring on first. Like, I, like, I don't think I can get up until the ring's on your finger. So then she got up, and then she was floored. She had no idea, zero idea. So I, wow. I, I did well there. Did well there. What are you doing? What are you doing? That was yeah, that was hilarious. I'd like to examine. Well, it's got to be a little. If she if she hasn't sort of figured out what was happening, it's got to be a little startling yeah. that you guys are walking yeah. to go on a double date and yeah. you stop and you're just like on the ground. Yeah. I mean, there'd be a moment of what's happening. What, what are we, we what let's are go. doing? Come on, we got to get we got to get go. to the restaurant. Yeah, but go, the right? one knee thing to me would would be like like if you had collapsed, I'd be like, oh my god, that's <laughs> a heart attack. <laughs> No. That, what are you doing? Curled up. In call the nine. Position. Call nine one one. But I mean, the one knee thing. Well, congratulations. But, uh, but yes, it went. It went really well. It went really well. But yeah, the nerves really kicked in the last yeah. like ten minutes. Built up to the actual. I was like, oh crap, this is actually happening. But then wasn't there kind of a second surprise? I mean, so you guys were going to to Red Rabbit last night. Yep. Yep. At what point did she realize that there was a bunch of friends and family inside so, the, the uh, restaurant? So she she then asked, like, so we're obviously not going on a double date, right? And I was like, no. Then, like, family is there. And then... Uh, I was prepared for Yeah, we're going to be late. We got to go. Yeah, we got to go. I was yeah, prepared for a double date. date. Yeah. I, I mean, if this is what we're going to do, I guess... That Acme comedy show starts in an hour and a half. We got to get moving. Um, but Did you uh, have to buy tickets to the Acme comedy she, show? To, to... She Venmoed our friend who bought the tickets, and then she Venmoed back the money just to, again, get her off the scent, dude. She, it was great. It was great. Great play design. Um, but, uh, but, but, but one of her best friends flew in from, from Nashville, so she didn't know she was there. So I said, yeah, family is there, but I didn't tell her nice. that the best friend was there. So then she wow. surprised her and jumped out, and it was great. It was a great time, man. Amazing. Get the great flag. Plan. Get the great flag. Great planning, guys. Yes. That's, I'm proud of you. Sports, son. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, we'll have a, there, there's a few other questions that we will have uh, on Mackie and Judd Feedback Friday as we continue to unpack this big life moment for for our guy Declan. Um, but, you know, that marriage proposal story is presented by our friends at Federated, okay? Declan and his fiance are going to be guiding hands for each other through life. And that's what Federated provides for your business, a guiding hand to help you navigate 
the choppy water sometimes of business and sometimes the smooth waters. You never know. But it's a long-term relationship between you and your insurance company if you're a business owner. And Federated has mastered this over the last 100-plus years. They've been helping countless business owners with risk management. They've got all kinds of tools and resources at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. Also, we were talking about TJ Hawkinson earlier. Uh, not uh-huh. shown on this graphic here, but we have a merch shop open, including State of Hawk, State <laughs> of Hawk hoodies uh, with a glowing mane. So scornorth.com slash shop if you want your Before I Die swag, if you want your Victory Monday swag, Purple Daily, Scornorth. Uh, appreciate everyone who has supported us in the in the past few days. Scornorth.com slash shop, the merch store for Purple Daily is open. Uh, let's get back to the feedback here. From Paul Iniguez. Hello. I believe that we, uh, this is our meteorologist friend here, if I remember right. I believe that we, as we head toward the end of the fall and into winter with several important road games on the schedule, the impact of, yep, the impact of weather cannot be ignored or left to chance. Your own actions have been influenced by the weather as well, with this weekend's watch party being moved to a controlled indoors environment. That is correct. With over 20 years of professional experience, meteorological uh, experience, I would like to submit my name as Chief Meteorologist of Purple Daily and Vikings Twitter. Paul? No brain. You're in. in. Uh, This weekend, the Vikings will luck out with their game in D.C. Temperatures will be very mild for November, low 70s. It'll be very humid, which may physically tax the purple more than we expected. A bit of a southerly breeze should help out, though. Probably not enough to wreak havoc with the kicking game. In Minnesota, the call to head indoors with the watch party was likely ideal as sitting in 40-degree weather for three hours doesn't sound like fun unless you're hunting or fishing. Peeking ahead to Buffalo, uh, very early weather forecast, but the weather may be pretty similar to what Minneapolis experiences this weekend. Cool in the 40s with a northwest wind and potentially some showers. So mm, there's your official wow. forecast across three different markets. Could be a wet ball. our guy, Paul. <laughs> yes. The ball, the ball could, could be wet. We could be, oh boy, that could be interesting. Be careful. Buffalo. Yeah. Create some opportunities. Joe Lopez says, what's up, guys? I'm a lifelong Vikings fan in Arizona, and this year I will be losing my Vikings home game virginity when the Vikings host the Cowboys in November. I've attended majority of past Vikings games in Arizona, including the infamous 2003 game, which knocked the Vikings out of the playoffs. I've never seen the Vikings win live, and I'm hoping for a turn of fortune this time around. As a fan and tourist in Minneapolis, is there anything you guys recommend I do in the city and uh, to prepare me for game day? in later November. Thanks in advance. Well, he's got to go to Surly Brewing Company. Got to go check out Surly, right? That's one on there. Uh, I guess in terms of food, you know, like other food locations, I think the North Loop, obviously where I I reside down there, but I mean, great restaurants. You got Red Rabbit where I just was, Declan here for Smack Shack. You know, there's plenty of great options down in the North Loop area. My favorite area of Minneapolis is a place, an area called St. Anthony, Maine. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's an old, it's the oldest part of Minneapolis. It's Mm -hmm. where... The first ever bar, Prakna, was was opened in like the 1850s or something. So, uh, Brick Street, yeah. At this time of year too, it's just it's a oh, yeah. little a little creepy in kind of a uh, a charming way. But you get the skyline across the river, and there's like three or four restaurants down there, and up just even up the street, up like Hennepin. So, uh, I'd go to St. Anthony, Maine, for a little sightseeing and uh, and some food and drink. If you like steak, Murray's. If you want expensive steak, too, it's very but good. good if, yeah. But if you like, yeah, if you like old school, you know, 1950s, 60s vibe dining room, 
silver butter knife steak. Murray's is great. Go knock on Judd's door and you can watch him just kind of crawl away. Although Smack Smack Shack ain't cheap. Smack Shack will set you back a bit, too. Totally worth it, though. Yeah, way worth it. Oh, the peeling shrimp, man. I've never felt regret walking out of Smack Shack in my life. Mm. Uh, Gretchen Revering, in response to earlier this week, we got into a discussion about how women love Kevin O'Connell. Oh, yes. I can't remember how that came up. Declan's. I have a feedback. Oh, okay. Your fiance loves. I got a. I got a note last night. Said you're. I'm kind of glad Kevin O'Connell. You must be glad Kevin O'Connell wasn't at the restaurant last night. She would have said no. And I was like, Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Kevin's married with like three kids. I Uh, think. I I think you're fine. Well, Gretchen Revering says yes in all caps. We women love Kevin O'Connell. Heart eyes emoji. And then Sandy says yes. It wouldn't surprise me or any other women that KOC is the sexiest coach in the NFL. KOC smiles a lot, and we just know he smells great. His sexiness just <laughs> radiates everywhere. Wow. Is this is a thing among women Vikings fans? Okay. The music. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this real quick. I think <laughs> Kingsbury has to be atop the list. Like, I don't know. His KOC's personality seems guy. a little off-putting, man. Seems like he's like a quick, quick anger he trigger. looks like Ryan Gosling, though, man. It doesn't mean, matter. Women, women rate Gosling. personality overlooks. Yeah. And I think Kevin O'Connell has both both higher scores, or for sure, like the combined Who's top score. five? O- O'Connell's definitely top five. Who's top five? Kingsbury's in the top five, list for of sure. Coaches here. Probably Kingsbury. There, there are some great jaw lines now. Good jaw lines, not Bill Cower weird jaw lines. There's some good jaw lines. Glad we're doing uh, this. Sean McVay. Probably Sean, Sean McVay. McVay. Yep. He's probably up I've there. I've always said Sean McVay. My sister loves him. Um, now, he's more of a boyish charm guy, which O'Connell is. I think O'Connell is better looking than McVay. What about Dan Campbell? Oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, some, some people would like Dan Campbell. You know, I'm going to throw this one out there. Floor's sort of, I don't know, he looks, with, he looks like a rat sort of to me. With the big gray beard, <laughs> I'm going to go Lovey Smith. Lovey? Okay, I'm gonna go. Lovey okay, Smith. I'm going He's young, there. hip. Uh, yes, you're you're right, but I'm going young, hip. Um, oh, Mike Tomlin's got to be on Tomlin, here. and yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Mike Tomlin. Seriously, what about Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll. My Pete. wife loves Pete Carroll. See, Dawn Dawn has a crush on on That's Pete hilarious. Carroll. Well, some women love like Ron Rivera such... too. Ron Rivera is yeah. Uh, yeah he's know. a football player type. He also just seems very fatherly. Like he could, you know, he would be kind of the. The organizer of the, the family gathering. You know what's funny? O'Connell looks like like because he is you know boyish charm, blah blah blah. He looks like he should have been a good quarterback. I can see how the Patriots got fooled. Agreed. Like he looks like he would have been, and he's not. He wasn't, but he looks like he should have been a good quarterback. Uh, what about uh, what about uh, Robert Sala? Yeah, you know yeah. some. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Guy's pretty jacked, right? Yeah. Okay. He's jacked, and yes, he he's another football-y, football-looking guy. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Football. All right. Emerson Price says, spend a few minutes, uh, spend a few minutes discussing our special teams play, if you could. Seriously, Kinney is averaging at the top of the league in kick returns. Uh, we're stopping long returns by tackling well, and Wright is a stellar punter. There was a punt a few games ago where he booted at 73 yards. He hasn't had a touchback all season. We are winning at special teams. Can you find a part of our special teams play that you don't like? Well, yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, definitely yes. <laughs> yes. It's overshadowing everything. Only in the biggest thing. But uh, but the rest of special teams seem to be very reliable. Yeah, they, they have a good tackling unit on special teams. Their punter is reliable. 
So yeah. they're well coached. They're they're well coached. Did did you see the controversy that transpired at uh, TCO on Wednesday? I believe. I don't think it was controversy though. They brought I, in a left footed punter. Yeah. Because because Washington ha- has one, yeah. but people people were like, "What's wrong with Ryan Wright? He's done great. Are no. you going to cut him for?" Her? And it's like, "No, no, no." In in fact, I don't know if Zim did, did this. Childress used to do that to do exactly that. They would bring in on weeks that they were going to face guys that punted with their left foot. They would bring in guys to punt to the returners. Yeah, which is yeah, exactly it's what it's, it's smart, and and you can't. So you're not. Are you not allowed just to bring in a random person? Does it have to be an official workout? Or I don't know. You get I paid for that, that, right? Like the the player they're bringing. I would in, think so. You get like some type of yeah. stipend at the very least. You get a stipend. Yeah. And what do you or, get? Five hundred bucks for that, and they pay for your travel or something. Yeah, and I think the ordinary protocol, if you're actually going to work out, guys. Um, is you bring him in on Tuesday because that, that's the off day for the players. But that's done. That is done a lot of times to get a book on guys. So so like if Ryan Wright gets hurt, they've got th- this guy on speed dial and yeah. they know if they like him or not. So I just thought it was funny because it got reported and Twitter, of course, being Twitter, blew up with, oh, my God, that's what's hilarious. happening? Yeah. And then uh, Matthew Sperling says, big shout out to Judd this week for not giving free advertising time to random hotels across the street from the live (laughs) vet line. I know it had to take some real self-control for Sports Dad to not worry about his out-of-state sports kids and which hotel they're going to stay at. There's a ton Great of job, Judd. There, there were a ton of, but that's the thing is. Judd Shirley, here for Radisson Blue inside Mall of America. Sir, well, you got you got that one. Great hotel. The the one. That, it is awesome. Because I, I think they built the major Marriott edition for the Super Bowl, right? That's a big one a now. Bonvoy or whatever. That's attached. That's attached. Across the street, a ton of good deals. But that's the thing is the mall has hotels. Surly, you wouldn't think does, and yet they there, there was the, the one uh, right across the street from it. Surly should build a hotel. Night. Like, you know how casinos will just build oh, hotels? Yeah. 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 That's what they should do. You could just be at Surly all day, eat pizza for lunch. Big parking lot. Drink beer in the afternoon, and Big then get some lot. get some poutine, and then just go roll into your hotel. Oh, I'm pl- great. Here's I'm, what I still yeah. don't get. To this day, I still don't get, and I've suggested it, and it just falls flat. Why don't breweries and like the twins do specialty nights w- with uh, car services, Uber, Lyft, right? So like have a drink special and then tie in so nobody has to drive. Well, you can just but how would this how would the tie in work? You could just but like if you could, walk, you could just get an Uber, right? But what if you promoted a deal where where if you were at the event or going to the event and had proof of some sort, it got you a discount. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Like, there's nothing. You, you enter, maybe Uber you is saying, a promo like, code or something. Like, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like, yeah. maybe Uber is saying, Drunk. we don't need the twins to help us grow our gigantic, like, generational. They probably are. Business. What I'm saying is, if I'm the twins, I contact them and say, why don't you become the official provider of our drunk fans? Here, here's the issue, though, with that. As a former, as, as a former Lyft driver, um, but yeah. as from the from the passenger side, if if there's a surge in request area for pickup, your prices go up. The prices, uh, your your ride's oh, going to go up. So what I okay. always do for they this. They don't want to suppress those prices because yes. that's how they make more money. You yeah. always walk away from the, ve- like go five blocks yep. from the venue. Yep. And then request your lift. Then yep. request. This is 100%. Pro move. If you're at a, a Wolves game or a concert or something, go walk five blocks down and get a drink while you wait too. And the 20 minutes pass by and now it's, now you're good to go. I'm trying to craft an idea here, okay? I'm not saying it was perfection. What I'm Judd saying is let's embrace those who are drunk. Yes, yes. Which <laughs> And make sure they, they don't drive. Okay. I feel like there's a stigma. 
I'm messed up. How do I get home? Hey, here's a deal that we have with XYZ. Or just get an Uber. Yeah. Just going to be doing PSA yeah, my radio for, for But as Declan just said, promo shares. code drunk. But I love Judd. Your idea yeah. is like, promo okay, code there's drunk fans at sporting events. What if they like had a had a car service? Like, yes, that exists. It's called Lyft. Pro- promo code <laughs> overserved. Uh, that's Too many. Well, well, congratulations to Judd, who has stumbled into a great business idea, and to Declan, who has stumbled into a lifelong relationship. And... Uh, we're looking forward to the to the surly uh, purple daily watch party on you Sunday. Wait. You just wait, dude. I'm going to tell you right now that that is the toughest adjustment because I didn't wear a ring oh, ever. Yeah, until until that it took me a month <sighs> and I, for it not to be weird. Like now, it's it's you know, it's not a problem. But like the first month or so, it, I would always be like. What's this thing on my finger? Oh, yeah, I'm there. I always, I also hate things on my, like, I've never been a watch right. person. I hate things yep. on my wrist. Whether And even, like, after a wristband, whether you're at a concert or wherever, like, yep. I hate things on my wrist. So, yes, I'm sure the ring is going to be a little bit of an adjustment there. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk you through it. We'll support you through it. Okay, yeah. thank you. Mac and Judd has the ring bears at the, on the wedding. That'll be great. <laughs> yes, happily. Uh, all right, that's a wrap on this episode of Great. Daily Vikings Entertainment. It is uh, Purple Daily, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll pick the game tomorrow. See ya.